0: Welcome to episode five of the Thriving Mom Podcast. Today we're talking all about diet culture and balance in motherhood. But first, let's dance. Welcome to the Thriving Mom Podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Welcome back, friends. I'm so excited that you're listening today because I want to talk about another foundational belief that I'd like us moms to challenge. And it's this whole idea of balance. I mean, what in the world? For me, I've come to the conclusion that balance is an unrealistic standard that needs to be burned completely to the ground. Taken away completely from the books of motherhood. Is that too extreme? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But, um yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. So I've always wanted to talk about this topic because I believe that a lot of us moms struggle with this idea of wanting to find balance. And I mean, who wouldn't? It seems like balance is the right thing to do as a mom. It seems like if you find balance, you know, then everything will be fine. But will it? So three years into my motherhood journey, I realized that my health had taken a backseat. If you've heard my story, I talked about it in episode one. And while I was busy, you know, trying to build a career, take care of everybody else, was raising my family as well, I was still trying to chase balance. The problem was, while I was busy chasing balance, I was also not taking care of myself So I had lousy sleeping patterns, I was eating poorly, I was so stressed out, and I didn't know how I felt. I didn't even know what to do differently because women around me felt like they looked like they were doing okay and they were somehow happy. So I thought, well, whatever they're drinking, I'm going to drink it too, and somehow I'd find balance. Well, that did not work for me. Then one day I was looking, I remember it was early spring just when the snow starts to melt and the new grass buds start sticking out from under the snow. And for some reason it just hit me and the word seasons was what came to mind. And if you think about it, everything in life has seasons. In Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 to 8, it talks about there being a season for everything under the sun. So I mean you've got winter, spring, summer and fall. And each cycle is focused on different things. In the summer, you've got the plants are growing, they're growing vigorously, they're producing fruits. Once the fall season comes, things start to slow down and go into this hibernation mode all through winter. Even though it looks like things are dead, they're still growing. There's still something going on underneath. And I kind of want us to look at motherhood like that because in those cycles, in those seasons, there are rhythms seasons will always be seasons you can't change them but you can change how you live through them and when you're trying to balance everything you're just gonna spin and bob a lot but you're never really moving forward or backward and i believe that we were created to move and change and adapt and grow we weren't meant to stay in one spot and wear ourselves out by bobbing up and down so That's where my whole idea came from. I started to entertain this idea of leaving balance alone and recognizing my seasons in motherhood. I tried to find rhythms that would help me get through each season. And for me, at that time, I was raising my kids. I was just finishing up my school. I really started to focus on this idea of what I was doing in that season. You know, I had to unlearn many things, especially the thought that being a career woman and wife and mother means sacrificing my health and wellness on the altar of motherhood. I just stopped. I no longer lived by shoulds and have tos. And most of all, I started feeling like myself again. I didn't yell as much as my kids. And I felt so much happier. It's so funny because over the span of a few years, my first daughter noticed this change and she actually said, you know what, mom, you are happier which is what I wanted. I wanted to be this mom who is happy. Obviously, that doesn't mean that I'm ignoring all the poor things that happen or the tough times that we've had. But overall, there's this general sense of relaxation. There's this general sense of happiness and joy. And that's what I want for you. And you may be thinking, well, that's not me. I've got balance to a T. And that's good for you. But it's not the reality for a lot of us. I believe that we truly want to show up as women and mothers. But sometimes our commitments, the, the expectations are just so much. And then, you know, we, we sort of put ourselves on the side and we forget about ourselves. And we feel guilty and ashamed for even thinking that perhaps we should take a break. That perhaps we can take some time for ourselves. And that's what I want this episode to focus on. How can we go back to doing that? For me, the biggest thing is just knowing that we need to give our bodies the care and attention that come from eating well and managing our health. But we do so based on what we want, not what society expects of us. And this is really important because we live in a culture of dieting. We live in a culture that tells us how our bodies should look like. And how we should be eating, how we should be feeding our kids. So I talk a little bit about diet culture in episodes 3 and 4. If you haven't listened to those, you can listen to them and then come back to this one. But for the purpose of this episode, I just want to define diet culture as defined by Christy Harrison. And she defines diet culture as a widely held and accepted system of beliefs that worships thinness, promotes weight loss, demonizes certain ways of eating and oppresses people who don't fit its definition of health. That's my own summary of her definition of diet culture. So you may be wondering, so what does this all have to do with motherhood? Well, I actually believe that chasing balance in motherhood is similar to thinness being proclaimed as the ideal standard of health in diet culture. And I'm just going to give you a few examples. So first of all, diet culture and balance in motherhood, they reinforce this idea that you're not good enough. Think about it. Diet culture keeps us in pursuit of manipulating our bodies to fit in this ideal size. And through the process, your confidence in yourself is stripped away. You slowly become a victim of your own life because you believe, I'm not good enough. And then when you think about motherhood, there's a system of beliefs that our worth, as moms is defined by, you know, kids who eat all their food, especially veggies, Perhaps the kids don't like sugar or they don't eat sweets. There's also this expectation of having an immaculate home where everything is always organized, maybe color coded, and everyone's always in line. You know, I'm not against that. I think those are perfectly good things. But the problem is, if you are trying and striving so hard to do this, when you know that it's something that's not attainable by you, where does that put you? So you've got a lot of moms who are being traumatized because they're doing all these things and shitting all over the place because they want to fit into this ideal structure of what motherhood is supposed to look like, but it's not working. It's not working. And then we're, we're suffering. We're crying at night. We're going to bed unhappy, but then we still smile and act like everything is okay. And then we turn to food or alcohol or shopping, or binging on Netflix just so we could numb our feelings and get on with our day. Diet culture and balance in motherhood reinforce the idea that you're not good enough. So maybe it's time to let go of balance. Number two, diet culture and balance in motherhood take away your autonomy. I'm a big proponent of owning who you are as a person. Personal autonomy is this ability to make an informed on coerced decision about things that matter to you. So for one, diet culture tries to dictate what's acceptable in every area of your life. So with regards to how you eat or exercise, and it doesn't take into account your genetics, your culture, your financial ability, or even your mental, emotional or spiritual well-being. It assumes that we're all the same person. We all come from the same place. We have the same attributes and traits, which is far from reality. So then we get so preoccupied with doing the right thing and end up in a cycle of guilt and shame when it comes to eating or the way we move. And just like many of us get distracted from making food choices that we truly enjoy because we're so preoccupied by fitting into these food um, rules and restrictions and guidelines by diet culture, chasing balance also keeps us occupied with what others are thinking about us and what the society expects of us. But the problem is when you look to everyone else but yourself to tell you how to raise your kids, how to feed them, how you should eat or how you should look, you're handing over your freedom and ability to self-direct to a system that has no idea about your unique circumstance or need. And I find this comes up a lot with my clients who, when we start working together and I talk about responsive meal planning, people start freaking out because they've been negatively impacted by this whole idea of meal planning. So looking at Pinterest or social media or reading books or watching TV programs where meal planning is all about bringing out this calendar and having these clippings from magazines and having a fancy Pinterest board. And they're like, nope, I don't want to go there. I don't have the time for meal planning. But then once we start working through it, and they realized that this method is completely different from what they thought about meal planning. It's always very interesting. And I remember this particular client who started working with me and her first thing was, I don't do meal planning. I just cook once a week and that's all I do. And I'm okay with that. And I, I told her that was fine. But then within a couple of weeks after we started working together, we hadn't even touched so much on the meal planning. It was just getting her to eat. And she came and she just couldn't, I couldn't get her to stop talking about all the meals she had made and everything that she had done over the weekend. I was really, I think that's probably one of my most um, memorable moments with a client. I was so happy and so excited for her. And that came because she gave herself the freedom to just go back and decide what was right for her and how she wanted to do meal planning as a person. So, again, Diet culture balance in motherhood, they take away your autonomy. We need to take it back. You can't let motherhood or the society's standards about what motherhood should be direct how you raise your kids, whether you work out or not, or who you engage with. You have to figure out what's the right thing for you and your family. And that comes from taking back that power and trusting in yourself that you have what it takes to be the best mother that your children need. Number three, diet culture and balance in motherhood disconnect you from your body and purpose. Let's just get down to it. Diet culture reinforces the idea that your body must be controlled. And we see this in our exercises. We see this showing up in the meal plans, in the shakes, in the detoxes. Because it's telling us, oh, your body needs fixing. But your body was created fine just the way it is your body knows what to do with the foods that you eat. But then when we're so busy trying to control how our bodies work, we silence our own innate ability to eat based on our body's natural cues. Eventually, you lose your ability to connect with signals like hunger and fullness. And then you depend on, you know, a clock or an app to tell you when to eat. You also trust some form of measuring device to tell you how much to eat. Over time, you're going to lose the ability to connect with other needs, like your need for sleep, your need for rest, your need for emotional and even mental support. And then where does this leave you? So when you think about motherhood in the same vein, think about all the hours you spend cleaning up after your kids' toys, organizing your stuff, you know, running your kids from one activity to the next, meal planning and meal prepping all while trying to fit in social engagements. And let's not forget that we have partners who also need our attention. These things are necessarily not bad on their own. But again, what's the mindset that's driving these actions? Most times you don't even want to do them. But you just don't want to be the odd mom out. You don't want to be the mom who leaves toys on the ground. You don't want to be the mom whose kids are the ones eating you know, out of a box. Eventually, you don't even parent with purpose because... Let's face it, you're so far away from where you started from. You're so far away from your own goals and vision for your family. So when you start to see the pursuit of body size as dictated by diet culture, that it's in fact unhealthy and more detrimental for your overall health and wellness, that's when you start this journey towards becoming an intuitive eater. So likewise, you can take an honest look at how far your pursuit of balance has moved you away from your vision for what mom life should be like. You can decide whether or not you want to stick with it. And it's your choice. At the end of the day, it's your life. You do what works for you. But if you've decided that you're done chasing balance, here's how you can do it differently. Here's how you can parent and mother with purpose and finally kick balance to the curb where it belongs. Ready? Let's dive in. So number one recognize that motherhood has seasons and be okay with it. I think that's the struggle that we all have as moms. It's this whole idea of waiting, letting our seasons play out and doing the best that we can with the seasons that we are in. So for instance, there'll be a time when you have very little ones that need your attention constantly and you'll feel like your body doesn't belong to you. Perhaps what you need to be focusing on in that season is just eating enough food and resting as much as you can so that you can have the energy to carry on with your day. There are days when all you can do is just brush your teeth and eat and go back to bed and that's okay. You shouldn't have to worry about dressing up or snapping back into this body when your body doesn't even feel like it belongs to you. You can barely find a bra that fits or a shirt that fits. There's a whole lot of stuff going on and that's not the time to be focusing on snapping back or trying to meet these expectations of going back to working out or eating in a certain way so that your body can start shrinking. Meanwhile, there's a baby depending on you for food and your body actually needs you to eat a lot more than you think you need because that baby is just nursing constantly. There'll also come a season when you'll be in partnership with your kids So then that's when you're helping them navigate social situations. You're no longer really directing them on what to do. It's more like, okay, what do you think? And then we work in this kind of relationship where things are all about negotiating. Of course, at this stage, you know you can't just hold their hands for everything. It's more about modeling what healthy looks like to them and helping them to live out their own lives. So that they can grow up and have healthy boundaries and have a healthy relationship with food and their bodies. Number two of what you can do differently, prioritize what matters to you. So a lot of you will hear priority and all of a sudden you're going to start freaking out. But I really want you to hear me out. Because if you don't make yourself a priority, everything else and everyone else will make themselves a priority on your list. So rather than looking outside, think about the things that you need to help you function well. It could be more sleep just so your brain can rest. It could be more help around the house or just a few hours in a day by yourself. Depending on your season, you may want to start with one thing. And that once you have that one thing, talk to your family about why that need is important to you. And maybe you can brainstorm together on ways that they can support you. So for me, sleep is a priority. I'm up most days quite early. And that means usually in the day, I might need 15 to 20 minute naps just so I can rest my brain and recharge for the day. I never realized actually that my kids knew this until my daughter had come home with one of those class activities where they talk about what do your parents like to do. And my daughter had put in there that her mom's favorite thing to do was nap. And it just made me laugh. But it was funny because I I know that she recognizes that having a nap is a priority for me. So mommy's nap time is sacred time. When they were babies, I would put them maybe in their car seats so I could rock them. And then I would just lie down and just rest my head for half an hour. Now they know better. They're older. They can take care of themselves. They just go on and do some activity or if it's over the weekend, they get to watch TV while I do my 15-20 minute snap. And once I'm done that, I wake up, we move on with our day and everything's good. So decide what works for you. You can start with one thing. See how that works and then build up on that. And then finally, one more thing you can do to kick balance to the curb is just remaining flexible enough to change. You and I know that life is unpredictable, but even life as a mom is like there's another layer of things that would come up and just surprise you. Just when you think you had it all figured out, something will come up and surprise you. And it's very important for us to learn to go with the ebbs and flows of life because that's how we will be able to navigate motherhood easier. So think about a palm tree in a stormy place. Look at Florida. They get a lot of storms, but you've got lots of palm trees growing there. And palm trees are able to flourish even in a place like Florida where you get a lot of storms because their tree trunks are very bendable. When it's windy, they're not trying to stay in one spot. They're not pushing back against the wind. They're just going with the wind. And then once the storm is over, the tree continues. This is the idea I kind of want us to think about. How can we remain flexible Sometimes it might mean putting your agenda on the side. It might mean you need to compromise for the greater good, but this shouldn't be the norm. It should be one of those things that once in a while, this is what we're going to do. When you understand those seasons and those rhythms that come into your life, then it's easy for you to remain flexible enough to know that whatever you're going through right now, it's not permanent. It's going to change. And for that reason, we can find a way to figure things out. So anyway... Thanks for coming to my TED Talk today. (laughs) But seriously, I just want us to remember that motherhood journey is very unique. It's as unique as your fingerprints. Your motherhood journey might not be the same as anybody else's. And that's okay. And that's totally fine. You can be present in your life right now. You don't need to find balance because balance is never going to come. But once you figure out a rhythm that works for you, you can stay with that. You can be adaptable. You can change. And that's how you thrive. I hope you found this episode helpful because this is truly what is in my heart for mothers. It's time for us to start thriving. It's time for us to wake up and stop being victims of motherhood. And it starts with kicking balance to the curb. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you found this podcast episode helpful. Please share it with other moms and let's create this community and this movement of moms who are thriving and also just being present in their lives today, right now, not when they find balance. I'd love to keep this conversation going. So please let's chat over on Instagram. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness on Instagram and Facebook. You can also email me at hello at oliveandbliss.ca and we can keep this chat going. What are your takeaways? What are some aha moments that you found through this episode? And just share your story with me. I really look forward to hearing from you. And as always, remember to keep thriving. Bye for now.